Hello everyone, this is Scott, and welcome to the Footyball Podcast, where we talk about FBS Power 5 footyball games each week and focus on wins and losses. If you're like me, married, kids, pets, work, mortgage, student loans, all the adult things that make life wonderful, you have little to no time to watch all the footyball you want, nor the funds to be betting on it. Um, that's why we focus on the wins and losses. I'm an armchair fan, just like you. Today's sponsor is Social Media, proving that all of us have a whole lot of time to kill. All right, as usual, with the college pick'em games, they have a whole bunch of non-Power 5 conference games. So we're going to kind of crank through those like I normally do. First up, Sunbelt. What is that comprised of? I don't know. Sunbelt teams. We're looking at Troy going out to Texas State. Troy is currently second in the Sunbelt West, behind Texas State. Uh, there are two losses, that being Troy, are, I think, kind of quality losses. Got Kansas State and JMU. Texas State has two losses uh, to UTSA and Louisiana, both by one score. Um, I don't want to extend this out too long. Uh, let's see, the model has Troy by a little over four. Uh, rankings have Troy at 53rd, Texas State at 112. Matchup predictor has Troy. The Pickums folks have Troy. Um, I'm going to have Troy in this one just because everything is telling me it's Troy. And I am not going to argue against all these other things. Okay, and then Miami of Ohio at Ohio. So if there's ever a game that's going to be more confusing or equally as confusing as Miami of Ohio at Miami... There's Miami of Ohio at Ohio. It's a lot. So Miami of Ohio lost last weekend to Toledo, uh, but they're still in first place in the MAC East. Remember, Toledo was in the MAC West. Um, currently, Ohio. Oh, this is getting so. I'm already confused. So Ohio is second place in the East, which is where Miami of Ohio. Oh shit. Okay, so. The big news here is actually Miami of Ohio's quarterback, uh, Brett Gabbert. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. He is out for the season. Um, Right leg injury is how it was worded, but it doesn't look good. It was taken off the field in a stretcher. So his uh, backup, this guy Avion Smith, started nine games last year because Gabbert had injury problems then um, and did well. Folks sound optimistic, but they typically do sound optimistic when the backup comes back. so far this year, Smith has completed 4 of 12 for 60 yards. That's in like four or five games that he's had throws in. I mean, Gabbert's been the guy. And, that, and this dude was apparently lighting up the Mac and lighting up the non-Power 5 conferences too. But um, I guess, unfortunately, not anymore. So Smith is currently in his fourth season at Miami of Ohio, but only listed as a sophomore. I don't, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. But yeah, okay, whatever. Um. They both have Power 5 wins. Ohio was over Iowa State, and Miami of Ohio was over the less impressive Cincinnati. So given the fact that Miami of Ohio's quarterback is now out, they do have a tried and perhaps true backup um, in the games in Ohio, but at Ohio... Oh, fuck. I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm going with Ohio on this one. All right, then we have UNLV going out to Fresno State. Um, Model has Fresno State by almost 10 um, statistical rankings has Fresno State at 59, you know, the 87th, and matchup predictor and pickums have Fresno State by a lot. So UNLV is currently second in the Mountain West, and Fresno State is fourth. 
UNLV's only loss is to Michigan, and you can probably imagine how that went. Um, they have a Power 5 win over Vanderbilt, but, you know, that's not saying much, right? Uh, Fresno State's only loss is to Wyoming, so it's a conference loss, and this is why they're currently fourth in the Mountain West. All right, Fresno State also has wins over Purdue and a less impressive Arizona State. So I have Fresno State on this one. Again, um, even my guts on this one, including all the statisticals and numbers and whatnot. All right, in the last of the non-Power 5 conference games, we have Wyoming going out to Boise State. Different season, this could be a very different game. Okay, the model has Wyoming at almost eight-point favorite statistical rankings. Boise, 59. Wyoming, 73. Matchup predictor has Boise at almost 62%. And the Pickhams folks like Wyoming at 73%. So three out of four of those, again, some of them are looking at historical figures. Some of them is using historical figures to predict the outcome in the future. And others is just kind of like the gut of what other people betting on it are talking about. But yeah, um... I'm going Wyoming on this one. Uh, Boise's ranked fifth in the Mountain West, and Wyoming is ranked third. Um, I have heard how Boise is struggling, not just struggling with their team in general, but they're down to, they're like, I think most of their starting and second wide receiver, second string wide receivers are out with injuries or other stuff and things. Um, yeah, just struggling. You know, Boise has the loss to Washington, uh, Central Florida, Memphis, and Colorado State. Wyoming's doing quite well. I mean, they've had not, I wouldn't call it a banner season, but gosh, you know, they did well against Texas. Um, and they're, they lost to Air Force, um, who currently is first in the Mountain West. And right now, Air Force is um, non-Power 5 team picked to go to a New Year's 6 game. So one advantage for Boise is that home field advantage, okay? It hasn't held up all season long. Um, and, but how I'm interpreting these two teams is, you know, screams and yells from the bleachers aren't going to be able to overcome what's going to be domination on the field. So again, I've got Wyoming for the win. All right. Now we're back into the power five and this is a good one. Duke going out to Louisville. Okay. Uh, Duke, the model has Duke by four uh, statistical rankings. You probably know this Duke 27, Louisville 32 matchup predictor has Louisville at 53 and a half. Um, and then the Pickhams folks like Louisville to the tune of 70%. So Louisville is coming off of a bye week after their loss to Pitt, right? Duke, you should remember, is coming off of their loss to Florida State in a game that were Riley Leonard, their star quarterback, re-injured or aggravated that high ankle sprain. So I don't know what to make of this. He's considered day-to-day, -day, right? You can tell that Florida State, he wasn't back to his normal springy, dancing and grooving out there kind of self. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot to digest here. Or I don't know, maybe not. Like the big things to digest is, can Louisville, without the bye week, beat Duke? I say no. Can Louisville beat Duke without Riley Leonard? I still say no. So I, I am going with Duke, right? Um, I've talked about this in the past. I've, I've posted all over the, you know, the internet things like Duke is just a well-coached team. And what I'm seeing from the players is they're smart. They make wise decisions. doesn't mean they're perfect. doesn't mean they make mistakes. doesn't mean you can see the, you know, some of the offensive linemen just like kicking themselves because they let somebody get sacked. Right? Like they just, but in general, I just see 
intelligence just kind of oozing out of these guys, right? So I still think without Leonard, they can hold them off. Um, but we're now talking about like a walk-off score to win. We're talking about a field goal in the end, maybe overtime. So, and let's not forget, Duke still has North Carolina in two weeks. Uh, Louisville still has Miami and Kentucky. This is kind of must win for both. I'm just, again, I, I'm feeling Duke. All right, now back down to the Big 12, Iowa State at Baylor. Um, this one should be more cut and dry. Iowa State, the model favored by over 16 points. Statistical rankings, Iowa State 29, Baylor 62. Matchup predictor, Iowa State almost 70%. And the Pickham's folks like Baylor, sorry, give me, sorry, Iowa State at 74%. So Iowa State currently second in the Big 12. Uh, needs to win out, uh, while Texas and OU need a loss if they have a shot at the Big 12 championship, and, and, and they do, especially given how Texas and OU both played last weekend. Um, I don't see any issues this weekend. Baylor is still struggling with what appears to be bipolar disorder, right? So let's let's run through this. Lost to Texas State. They play really well against Utah, like they still lose, but they played really well. Um, and win against Long Island, then crushed by Texas. Comeback win over Central Florida, then they lose easily to Texas Tech, and somehow you beat Cincinnati. So, I'm like, I'm picking up on a little cadence here, right? Well, bad, well, bad, well, bad, right? So, you know, despite Baylor not being as good um, as I think Iowa State is, like, the sequence of this cadence is, they played well last weekend, so they're probably going to play poorly this weekend. So, kind of got two things going against Baylor um, this weekend. They're, they're the worst team, and they're probably not going to play well. So, Iowa State for the win. And here's another one that should be cut and dry in the Big Ten. We got Purdue at Nebraska. So again, model Nebraska, uh, almost three and a half point favorite. Um, statistical ranking: Nebraska 54, Purdue 68. Matchup predictor: Nebraska 51.9 uh, percent favorite. And the Pickums folks are really just favoring Nebraska at 94 percent. Right? Nebraska fourth in the Big Ten West. Purdue sixth. And kind of given the shit show that the Big Ten West is and has been and will likely continue to be, and hopefully we'll see what expansion um, and doing with divisions next year in the Big Ten. Let's not forget that. Like, no more East-West division. It's just the Big Ten. That'll be nice. Uh, Nebraska still has a shot at winning the Big Ten West and then going to the conference championship game. Uh, it could be what's considered a pseudo-breakout season for them, right? They, they had the two early, the first two games were losses, right? Unfortunately, one was to Minnesota, a, a, a conference foe, right? Um, then the third loss to Michigan, and we can likely, without looking at it, understand how that went, right? So uh, Purdue has just not been putting up. It's not going to be doing it. Um, you know, Nebraska did not reconfigure their stadium like Notre Dame did, where the big drum can't get in anymore. I don't know if you knew that, but yes, Notre Dame, when they remodeled their stadium, they made the tunnels so that big giant drum for Purdue can't get can't fit on the field. Um, some will say on purpose. Some will say it was just something they had to do for, you know, <laughs> uh, safety reasons. Eh, whatever. We'll see. Regardless, that's not about this game. Uh, go Nebraska. Go Big Red. You got this. All right, we're taking the next part of this show on the road. Currently in the pickup line at my kid's school. It's raining, and so I don't let him walk home in the rain. So, you know, whatever. However, on this show, 
we're going to head over to the SEC, and we're going to look at... Da, 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 i got to scroll through some things now here. Uh, Tennessee going out to Kentucky. So I am leaning Tennessee, right? A lot of folks are going to say this is going to be a better game than I feel it's going to be, okay? The model has Tennessee at an at under a one-point favorite, right? So take the model. Let's not. Let's just kind of ignore it, unless you want to look at the details of it. All right. Statistical rankings have Tennessee at 14, Kentucky at 45. Matchup predictor has Tennessee at 71% favorite, and Tennessee for the Pickums folks at 80%. Right. So one thing to remember is Tennessee has a very, very tough schedule left, and they need to win this game. And I, I, I again, like I said before, I feel they can. Uh, I, Alabama is very good. I, I hesitate to call them great. They're just very, very good. And Tennessee, I, I think, is just a step behind them. Um, Kentucky is also good, but they're not there, right? So anything can happen. Kentucky, they got the game at home, the home field crowd, they'll have that going on. Um, but after the loss to Bama, um, and they have Missouri and Georgia remaining, um, this is what makes this such a must-win situation for Tennessee. But looking at how they did against A&M, looking at how they did against Alabama, and comparing Kentucky to both of those teams, like it's, I, I just, I just don't think there is any comparison. I think Tennessee's going to come out with the win here um, quite easily. All right, the last two games are the Pac-12 Pick'em games, and these are tough. The, I am going to do my best to watch them both. First one, Oregon going to Utah. So the Ducks going out to see the Utes. Okay, Model has Oregon at 20 as a 20-point favorite. Uh, statistical rankings, Oregon 8. I'm oh, sorry, getting convoluted and all over the place here. Oregon 10th, Utah 18th. Matchup predictor favors Oregon 68.6%. Uh, and the Pickums folks have Oregon at a 76% favorite. Okay? But both teams are one loss in the Pac-12, right? Oregon is a phenomenal team. Oregon, sorry, Utah is a really good team. And I, and I think I've found the offensive hope that they need. Um, it, and, and it's in a third-string quarterback. This guy Barnes, right? Great numbers from him. In the last two games, 29 for 44, 363 yards, one interception, and sacked once. He's got two or three other interceptions and sacks uh, games this season, but those are in ones where he just kind of like popped in um, for like a few throws and then came back out. Um, yeah, but he has been getting this offense going for Utah, and this is exactly what Utah... We all know the Utah defense is doing great. They've been just lacking that offense. We all wanted um, their star quarterback to come back, but it was just announced last week um like he ain't he's not coming back this season he's he's out for the entire season that's probably a good thing i mean that acl injury that he had it turns out it wasn't just the acl it was like the whole knee and so you know what you got your whole life ahead of you you got a pro career ahead of you like save your knee dude i think you did the right i did i think you did the right thing so the flip side of this is these numbers that i just quoted you couple minutes ago about Barnes, that was against Cal and USC. And, you know, don't think of USC in the kind of the image you have in the past. They have one of the worst defenses um, around, right? So now Oregon, like I think they're the better team. I, I have them picked to win, 
but I am picking them extremely low in my pickums. Like the bottom three, not sure where they're going to fall in the end, but uh, I can see Utah pulling this one out. Um, the new quarterback, home field, the altitude, right? How is that going to How is that going to affect the Oregon Ducks? I don't know. So I'm not going to be surprised if Utah wins, but I am going to be pissed because I'm picking Oregon. All right, and here's one in the Pac-12 that I'm really going. I'm really going against the grain here. All right, this is Oregon State, the Beef, going out to Arizona Wildcats. Okay, not Arizona State, Arizona. Okay, um, it's a night game in Arizona, so keep that keep that in mind. Um, the model has Oregon State at a little over six point favorite. Uh, statistical rankings have Oregon State 17th, Arizona 42nd. Matchup predictor is favoring Oregon State 61.7%. And the Pickums folks like Oregon State to the tune of 94%. But yes, this is going to be a fantastic game. Night game. I think I want to say it's a 9.30 kickoff. I, I want to, should, might, I hope I do stay up for this. I really like Oregon. Their only loss, sorry, Oregon State. Too, too many, too many like for like names here. I really like Oregon State. Their only loss to Washington State. Uh, they already beat Utah again with Johnson as the quarterback, not with Barnes, um, and they handled UCLA quite easily. Um, but they need this win. Oregon State needs this win. Their last two games in the season are against Washington and at Oregon. Right? I feel Oregon State is the better team here. Now Arizona. Most people I'm listening to, I'm reading, they want Arizona ranked. All right? The issue most have with Arizona is the second game of the season, they lost to Mississippi State. Right? On top of that, again, second game of the season. So it's kind of hard to get over the fact that Arizona finished 5-7 and seven last year. Okay? Um, and, you know, I just kind of dismissed Arizona as another Kevin, Sum Kevin Sumlin sob story. If you haven't heard already, he, he just got arrested for a DUI. In South Florida, I think Miami, but you know, hell, I don't know. That, I I hope his life is doing better than a DUI indicates. But um, but damn, like Arizona has come back, losses to Washington and USC by one score each, and a dominating win at Washington State. Total defense for Arizona is thirty fifth, Oregon State forty seventh. Rushing defense, Arizona thirteenth, Oregon State fortieth. Passing yards allowed, Arizona seventy ninth, Oregon State. 61st. Total offense, Arizona 19th, Oregon State 28th. Passing offense, more, more of the same, Arizona 25th, Oregon State 49th. Rushing offense, 56th, Oregon State 20th, right? So rushing offense is better, and the passing defense is better for Oregon State. So, and again, at home, night game, crazy happens at night in the desert. So, I have Arizona for the upset win here. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this week. We are, man, cranking through the footy ball. I cannot believe it, right? Season, we are coming up on a close. Oh, my gosh, I hate saying it. I hate saying it. I hate saying it. But that is the week nine pickums. On the books. Hopefully, my record will start improving. Leave me a review. Give me a like. Give me a subscribe. Give me a give me a something. Give me a shout out. I'll give you a shout out. 
that's fine. Uh, I'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Social Media, proven that all of us have a whole lot of free time on our hands. See ya.